You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast here on CBS Sports. It's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. Kyle, we've got the Canadian Open coming up this weekend. It's Canada's major. We've got <laughs> it's a big week for Canada, man. A big hey, big, that's right. Big big Raps. week for uh, the Toronto Raptors. Drake, the Canadian Open. Uh, we're we're gonna have we had a, a good. I saw a one mailbag submission. Uh, looking at Canada's major, we'll be getting to mailbag coming up later. We're gonna go into some. Uh, Canadian Open history going back hundred years, crazy, yeah. crazy stuff that uh, that Kyle has for us. But uh, let's let's start with uh, one thing that we touched on on Monday's podcast, which was the U.S. Open sectional qualifiers. I've often seen golf fans, golf writers, and golf media point to some of these sectional qualifiers are uh, like a really, really cool experience. You can go there, yeah. right? Yeah. Have you gone? Yeah. No, I've never gone. I, I was I was actually going to go here in Dallas because that's where uh, Shane Bacon was playing his qualifier, uh, his sectional when he made it through local. But it was the Monday after the PGA. I was still in New York at the time. So I, I, I didn't make it out. But yeah, it's it's a fascinating day. I mean, we've seen huge names come through there. We've seen people win the U.S. Open coming through section. I think, I think the last one to do it was Lucas Glover. Mm-hmm. But it's a really interesting day because, and Jeff Shackelford pointed this out on his site. He's like, look, this is like half the field gets filled out on this day. What other tournament can you can you say that about? It, it's it's a very unique and and honestly kind of a special thing. So who, what were our, uh, what were our results? So the, the names that I sort of, parsed through that stood out to me that qualified. Uh, I'll just give you, there's like six of them here. Uh, Thomas Peters, Matt Parziali, who's the, the, we talked about him on Monday, the amateur firefighter from Massachusetts, who was the, I think he was the low am at the, at last year's U S open at Shinnecock. So he, this is two in a row for him. The other Rory, uh, the boy from Bratislava as the shotgun start folks like to call him uh Colin Morikawa Cal uh Brandon Wu Stanford both those guys are just coming off NCAAs uh Stuart Hagestad three in a row for him uh he was the mid-am that qualified for the Masters was low-am at the Masters a few years ago and then Jason Duffner got through as well all right Jason Duffner there you go yeah he actually pulled out of the Canadian Open after qualifying so there you go uh, guys who didn't make it that were kind of notable, uh, Lee Westwood, Cam Champ, Ryan Moore. I'm shocked that Ryan Moore is not in. I, I don't, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know his stats. It just, that stood out to me. Max Homa's not in and didn't get in. If you win an event within like two months of the U S open, you should be in the U S open. I feel like that should just be a, like, just go ahead and implement that right now. USGA. So did Max, That's absurd. Ho- d- does, uh, where was Max Homa's win? Did it get him into the masters? Is he in the masters, but he couldn't get into the U S open. Yeah. He's in the 2020 Masters. Oh, he won the wells. Of course he's getting into the masters. Yeah. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. It's absurd. And then, uh, our boy Akshay didn't Batia. get in. Wait, current, yeah. current currently residing in Wake Forest, North Carolina. 
Just outside yeah, of Raleigh. I d- yeah, I've butchered his profile so bad. But yeah, he didn't make it. <laughs> I did see that. So Steve Stricker played with somebody who went 85-92 at his sectional. Not great. Uh so there's, a, it, you know, the whole thing is, it's kind of crazy, honestly, to have a broadcaster and bacon playing. You've got people shooting 85, 92. You've got former major winners uh, getting through. It, it, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty interesting day. I, there was a great quote. There's an ESPN article just talking about who got through. And Anurban Lahiri, uh, who's from India, qualified. And he said, He's, he was just talking about like how grueling of a day it is. And he said, I didn't keep a yardage book because I didn't want the mental work. Wow. And he got through. And you're like, how, how good are you, first of all, to not keep a yardage book and still make it? I mean, it, that part was crazy to me. Um, and then Brandon Wu had a great quote in there as well. He said, it's a surreal f- feeling. It's starting to sink in. Graduation is on Sunday of the U.S. Open. He goes to Stanford. The idea is to make the cut and then maybe wear my cap and down down the 18th fairway. That's awesome. That's Love pretty it. awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, some fun stories going into to Pebble here in a couple, or I guess next week. Of those names that you mentioned for the ones that didn't make it, most surprising to me had to be Ryan Moore, if for no other reason than he was the 18-hole leader last weekend. Yeah. Was it? Oh yeah, he shot. He shot a he sixty. He right? shot a sixty-five uh, on Thursday at the Memorial. Holds the eighteen-hole lead, and then doesn't get it done at sectional qualifiers on Monday. It is pretty interesting because everybody's you know whining and moaning about uh, something like NCAA match play. Is this the fairest way? And you're like, well, okay, set that aside. Looking at getting in the U.S. Open, who's better at golf, Ryan Moore and Max Homa or uh, Matt Parziali? Right. You know, and so like, look, fairest isn't always most interesting or best for the sport. And I think that that's sort of highlighted in the way that you can qualify to get in the U.S. Open. All right, it's Tuesday. And one of the things that we love to do here on Tuesday is to uh, see all of the large gaps in Chip's knowledge with some Tuesday yeah. trivia. <laughs> I know. I don't I do not do this to embarrass you. I do it because it's fun to talk about. Right. And uh, I got, I've got some, I got some fun ones here. So we'll, we'll run through them. Who's the all-time, first one up is uh, all-time leader, all-time money leader at the Canadian Open. Now, from our combo last week, you know this is going to be somebody that's, that's recent, that's still playing, uh, just because... Uh, Charles Howell's like 17th all time in, in money and in PGA tour history. Right. So who do you think the all time money leader at the Canadian open is Tiger Woods? It's a good guess. It's actually Jim Furyk. There is a Tiger Woods shot from the Canadian open. Yeah. What it, do you, you obviously know exactly what shot I'm talking about, right? Is it like, yeah, I think it was, it was either 2000 or Oh one at Glen Abbey. And he's talking about out of the, you're talking about out of the fairway stadium. bunker. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, out of the fairway cool. bunker from, I don't know, what appears to be a mile away, and he mm-hmm. hits it snug on the green. Well, and it, 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 I think it kind of rolled onto the fringe, and he, he they had him comment on it later, and he said, it wasn't even that great of a shot. It, it, didn't, even, it didn't even stay on the green. He's like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like nine feet from like 270 out out of a bunker over water. You're like, that's the, that's the sickest shot I've ever seen. I hit it really well. Really good. Really good. Uh, okay, how many Canadian Opens do you think Mike Weir has played in? Mike Weir won the what? Oh, oh three. Oh four master. Oh three masters. So let's say twenty one. 
he's played in 28 Canadian Opens. Impressive. Love it. That is stunning to me. 28? Yeah, but, 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 let me throw this back at you. Mike Weir to the Canadian Open, Jordan Spieth to Colonia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like by the time he's 40, Spieth will have played in uh, 24 uh, Byron Nelsons. Right. That's crazy. Right. So, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, okay, how many people have won? So, the the PGA Tour on their side, they call the Canadian Open, U.S. Open, Open Championship, like the Triple Crown of or whatever. And you're like, I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but uh, how many people have won those three in the same year? Do you think the open U S open Canadian open Canadian open? Yeah. Uh, will you give me, so I guess we, we know from the, the tease on the story, the Canadian open has been around for at least a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh last 40 years. It's happened. 50, oh, last 50. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's happened in the same year twice uh that's correct lee trevino did it in 1971 and tiger woods tiger. did it in 2000 nice yeah tiger was going to be my one bet for recently just out of the yeah. like his his op- in his opens run the idea that he would sneak and maybe and is that shot that we were just talking about probably from that win i think it was yeah yeah so tiger and lee Pretty trevino sure. that's a that's an elite group so when Who's who's most likely to uh, to pull that off this week? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, the field's pretty good. We're we're going to talk about it later, but Kepka, DJ, Rory, uh, JT. Uh, let's see, uh, DJ, Kepka, Rory, JT, Kucher, Webb, Sergio, and then he goes like Henrik Stenson, Bubba, Snedeker, Scott Piercy. I mean, well, the boring I, answer is DJ or Kepka. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Rory's interesting because Portrush, he's played great at Opens. I just, I don't, I don't think he's gonna be competitive or be like in the mix at Pebble. So, uh, JT, I question him at the Open. It, I, Sergio is interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. I went way too hard on thinking that this was going to be the major that Sergio bounces back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has missed like 15 straight cuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, I like, I don't want to say DJ or Kepka, but DJ or Kepka. All right. Um, uh, and then, okay, last one. And this is not, again, this is not to embarrass you because I don't think I remember this happening because I was probably sleeping after the open championship last year. This tournament always falls after the, after the open. And for us, the week after the open is like, Oh, there's my, there's my bed again. Welcome back to, you know, living the sane life. And, uh, so I, I, I do not remember this happening, but who won last year's Canadian open Dustin Johnson. Wow. RBC. Did you? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't. I, I. I. seriously probably could not have told you that. Him playing, uh, I remember was kind of a like a, a furrow your brow, and <laughs> and then it's and then it's like oh RBC. Okay. Yeah, you're like you're like, why is DJ playing the RBC Heritage and the RBC? Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Like somebody, somebody <laughs> was uh, 
Some, somebody asked me on a radio hit yesterday in, in South Carolina. I've got a Monday hit in uh, on ESPN Radio in Charleston. And at this time of year, they just pepper me with golf questions for like 25 minutes. And sure. they were like, so DJ's, he's got to play. I mean, I, I can't imagine why he's doing this. He has to play. And I was like, I'm sure Dustin Johnson, sponsored by RBC, would tell you he is thrilled to be a part of this event. <laughs> it's just great, you know, great prep work it's, for the US yeah, Open. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just a great event. It's always good to get out here and, you know, see where my game's at. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, okay, that's all the trivia I got. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, we'll go into the mailbag, a Canadian Open history lesson, and our picks for the RBC Canadian Open. All that right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, postman. Let's open up the mail back. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a DM. Uh, I got one DM question. I guess this guy doesn't want his name read, so we'll just go with the question. Uh, and it's a good one. What are the realistic chances of Phil winning this U.S. Open? And as a follow up, how many more realistic shots does he have to complete the Grand Slam? So, I was reading Phil's transcript from Memorial because that's what I do is read transcripts and. <laughs> Sometimes it is like you, I spent you, Monday. You talk, you talk about it as though that's like a embarrassing thing, but I promise like, like not to go too inside baseball for the listeners, but you're at least getting like unadulterated, unfiltered answers and comments and having been in rooms like that, you can kind of understand what the back and forth might be like. It is much better to do that than only to rely on the cherry picks quotes that a columnist puts in his Sunday column. Or her son. Yeah, to, but there's so much content in transcripts. Right. There's so much good stuff in there, especially from like the non-Tiger, non-Phil. I mean, it, it's it seriously is really good. And uh, anyway, Phil Phil essentially said like, look, I've got two more shots. It's not happening after that. Like it's Pebble or Wingfoot and that's it. And I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I think it would be pretty miraculous if he were to really even contend at either one of those. I, I know he won Pebble earlier this year, but it's way different. And he is not hitting 
his driver very straight right now. So I, I think, I think if he's content in contention on Saturday, that's a stunner to me. That's like the story of the tournament so far. Um, I, I think the answer is no. I, I agree with you that it's probably in these next two. And if Phil says so, then yeah, absolutely. But I, here's, here's what I would sort of point out. If you were to ask me during the playoff hole of the match last Thanksgiving, if either one of these golfers were going to win another major, I would have probably said no. And the fact that we got one already feel like, like I feel like we got our daily bread. Like that's, that's our portion. Like that's it. Like the, the tiger, the tiger story is what's going to happen. If to have it, to have Phil follow that up at the U S open just doesn't, it, it seems too storybook, even for sports that gives us storybook endings all the time. Yeah, to, yeah you're right. Like for, to go to, uh, can you imagine Tiger Kepka Phil consecutively? Yeah. Like it, the, I mean, it, 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 well, and really it would be, it would be Kepka Tiger Phil or Kepka Tiger Kepka Phil in consecutive majors. Mm. That'd be, that'd be unbelievable. Right. And you're right. Like, I mean, to, do, to to complete the slam is is one thing, but to do it at um, Pebble at the U.S. Open where you've – I mean, he's he's been awesome at Pebble over the course of his career in, in the regular PGA Tour event. He just uh, he, won and, there. He just he, won there. Yeah, I know. And he finished fourth at this event in in, uh, in 2010 at, at the U.S. Open behind uh, Graham McDowell. He was tied with Tiger. So there's at least a history there. I just – it, did you see his comments, by the way, about the USGA? No. He said he said the only uh, restrictor, I think that was already used, um, that they have, like the, uh, oh, no, that wasn't the word. I, I can't remember the word he used. It was really, int- it was an interesting word. Governor, the only governor they have is is rain. He's like, if it doesn't rain, they just can't help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious, but he's just, he basically said like of the 29 U.S. Opens that he's played, it's never like the only time that the USGA has been bailed out or whatever is, is when it rains and the, and it slows things down. And I, I feel like that's a little unfair. I, I just, I feel like we, it's funny because Memorial every year kind of serves as like the jumping off point for these players to get ahead of the USGA thing. And you're like, is this just like the annual thing that we're going to do where we just start burying the USGA at Memorial every year? Yes. It's really, it's really weird and not, I don't know. It, it's not, I don't love it, but. Yeah, but they're yeah, getting, they're getting enough response to keep hitting it. Like I, I, I thought to myself the other day, so like, so is, is UCF really still going to be beating this drum? And the answer is absolutely because they've gotten enough positive response and notoriety and like it is, it is received enough positive reinforcement that they have not been given any reason to stop. And I think that the same thing with the players in the USGA, particularly in the locker room and in the sort of insular world, which the players can live like it it is really easy to start harumphing and everyone else is like, yes, I also harumph about this like there's there's just not going to be someone who's like guys 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 this is old this is tired we need to move yeah. on well and and uh i thought what was also interesting tiger and rory talked about how the us the usga has sort of gotten away from its identity and what they mean by that is like 
they want more of like the narrow fairways, the long rough, and less of Aaron Hills, less of Chambers Bay, less of this sort of wide open thing without rough around the greens. And and they both actually compared it. Rory said, "We've got we've already got one Open Championship a year. We don't need two. And Tiger essentially said the same thing. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I don't know. I mean, like it seems like Aaron Hills like helps. I I don't know. I, you could go back and forth on whether that helps longer hitters because it does keep more guys in play. And as we know, like f- from a shorter distance, hitting out of the rough is a lot easier than a longer distance because you can cut your wedge, cut your nine iron through there. So maybe that would help the longer hitters if the rough was up and the fairways were were narrower because everybody's going to miss a lot of fairways. But I thought that was interesting that they kind of contrasted it to to what an open championship should be. Uh, what else do we have in the mailbag? Uh, okay, so this is from Will Anderson. He said, Brooks Kepka mentioned on Twitter yesterday that the Canadian Open is Canada's major. Does that mean we should bet the house on Brooks this week? Yes. Yeah, it might. It, that might factor into my picks. I might have to change my picks. Oh, man. Brooks. I'm so I'm so happy we're close to the U.S. Open. I, I really, in the character development, and again, the theme of the summer 2019 is character development. Brooks is mm. feeling himself and he is really yeah. starting to come into his own. And I asked why, I mean, I'm just smiling thinking about it because he's so good that he's going to be a factor and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here. He'll probably be like T six at the end of it. And he's going to go in as the betting favorite to win the U S open at pebble. He here's my take. Brooks should only play opens. Not even. No, 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 no. He'll, he'll no, he, okay, so he should only play majors and opens and the tour championship. Yeah, you know, this is um this is the Netherlands major major championship this week. Like he should just <laughs> he should Scottish, just try to win Scottish every- Open the week before the Open Championship, French yeah. Open, Australia, Australian, Spain. You know, Spain, you know, Spain's a it's a good golf country. So this is their and then he could do the you know, tour championship. This is the this is the FedEx. This is FedEx's major. The funny thing is, I bet he has played some of those uh, from coming up on the Challenge Tour. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He goes. Portu- he goes. The Portuguese Open. Yeah, he goes to Le Golf Nacional and he just burns it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Moroccan I- Open. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So, so yeah, bet the house on Brooks definitely. Do what? So yeah, bet the house on Brooks. Absolutely. For sure. Speaking of Brooks, did you see the thing I put out there yesterday about active um, PGA Tour, like active PGA Tour players ranked by major win? Mm. Did you see this? I did not. Here, let me pull it up real quick. It's pretty interesting to look at. Uh, so Tiger's obviously got 15. There's nobody from 14 to 6. So nobody has 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And I defined active by they're playing 10 plus events every year, which somebody said, are we sure Tiger's going to play 10 events this year? Which I thought was hilarious. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go at five, you've got Phil. And then at four, you've got Brooks, you've got Rory, you've got Ernie Els. At three, you've got Spieth, Patrick Harrington, and Vijay Singh. And at two, this is incredible. You've got ZJ, you've got Martin Keimer, and you got Bubba. What what are your just just looking at this list this this tweet? What are your takeaways? What are your thoughts? 
do you want me to rank them? No, I'm just saying like what stands out to you or uh, maybe who's who's not on it or who is on it or whatever. Um, I think that if not for Brooks Kepka, our two, three, four would be more peppered with some mm. of the names that we consider uh, the best golfers right now. That his yeah. that, that Brooks Kepka almost individually is probably keeping us from seeing uh, DJ Justin Thomas, like some of these other really good one major winners who have been strong recently. But look, those those are Brooks Kepka's majors. Yeah. So if Brooks didn't, if he was never born, we can play that game. Tiger would have sixteen. That's crazy. Uh, DJ would have uh, three or just two. I'm not, uh, I'm not totally going by like you just finished one stroke behind either, but I agree with you yeah. that Tiger would have won the PGA. Okay, so uh, Aaron Hills, well, either either Brian Harmon or Hideki would have a major. Oh, if only. And then Shinnecock, I think, was Fleetwood, mm. or was it DJ? He was in the yeah, fi- Fle- he was in the final group with DJ Fleetwood. Dropped a sixty three. But yeah, he was Fleetwood like a couple would, groups ahead. Fleetwood would have a major. So DJ would have two. Fleetwood would have one. And Brian Harmon or Hideki would have one. And Tiger would have another. So yeah, that's my my instant thought is that of of all these, like Brooks's, Brooks's four versus Rory's four, if Rory, and I would have to go back to look at this, but if Rory doesn't win those four, I I just anecdotally would guess that it would be more scattershot winners. If Brooks doesn't win, it feels based on some of the leaderboards that he's beat recently that we would have seen uh, someone who already has won at least be up there on the two line. Yeah, I think that's a great and, and I think that's a great point. And I think that and I agree with you. Although who finished second to uh, Rory at Valhalla? Was it uh it wasn't Ricky. Was it Phil? Oh, wow. So he would have been up was. at six. That's a fun game. That's a, the, 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 if this person hadn't been born game is fun. I mean, out, outside of the ultimately morbid, uh, starting point. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see here. I kind of want to say this, this, uh, I did a deep dive on the Canadian open, um, like the history of the Canadian Open. And I found just some fascinating tidbits about the 1919 winner. And the reason I found this is because this week's Canadian Open is being played at Hamilton Golf Club and Golf and Country Club. Mm-hmm. And that's where the 1919 Canadian Open was. But I sort of want to save this for tomorrow. For Sean. Would that be okay? That's okay. Yeah. He'll get let's it. Let's do that. He'll like it. Let's do that. Let's and get our picks we'll just, in for the people. Yeah, let's do – Yeah. Uh, all right, who, uh, who you got as your winner? I got Scott Piercy. Yo, where'd that come from? Yeah, he won here in 12, and he's been playing pretty well. Uh, I looked up, Data Golf has this really cool, like, uh, so the hard thing about Opens, and specifically, like, the Canadian Open, because if you look at a U.S. Open, you're like, okay, I know what kind of golf is going to be played there. It's the, sort of the same every year right? for the most part. 
an open championship. I know what kind of golf is going to be played there. It's, it's more or less the same every year, but a Canadian open, you're like, okay, well it's different courses. It, it's, it, there's, there's no like, there's, there's sort of nothing to go off of. Like there is at a regular PGA tour event where you're like, okay, we're going to TPC Sawgrass. We're going to, you know, Harbor town. Like who has a good history at that course? You, you're kind of all over the place with these Canadian courses. So I just went back to, you know, last time they played it at, uh, Hamilton and, um, Scott Piercy won and he's been playing really well. Uh, what I was going to say is that data golf has a trending table. And so it kind of looks at like who, who's been like going in the right direction, uh, thus the name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Scott Piercy in terms of players in the field this week is, is pretty high up. His last five finishes, T19, T41, T2, T3, uh, T56. And that doesn't include, or maybe it does include the team event. I'll have to, I'll have to look at that. But regardless, like he's playing really good golf. He's won here before. Uh, he's kind of, he's kind of, his odds are kind of up there. Like he's 25 to one, which I thought was interesting, but I like him this week to, to win again at, at Canada. Is data golf, a Canadian registered website? Maybe it might be that that you've got to go to them. Then they're going to, they're going to have the, their predictive model this week is going to be better than it's ever going to be. What is, uh, is that, uh, yeah, they're dot CA man. I would data golf, data golf dot CA. You're right. What a pull. Great catch. Um, the, all right. So Scott Piercy is your winner. I already said bet the house on Brooks Kepka, but it's not Brooks Kepka who's going to be the winner this week, Kyle. It's the anti Brooks. You know who who's the that? Rory. Hmm. <laughs> that wouldn't that be wouldn't that be perfect? Rory wins this week and Brooks wins Pebble. Yeah. No. 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 I'm I'm all in on Brooks wins the majors and Rory wins everything but the majors. Are you uh, Are you picking Brooks for Pebble? No. Mm. Do you know who you're picking yet? No, I might go. Uh, I you're going to talk yourself into Spieth, aren't you? No, probably Xander. <laughs> like I might go Xander or Cantlay. Oh, I love it. Um, it's just you know, the, there's just so much again. Like it, it, the the play. All right, so the the mindset of the play is Tiger, Phil, Brooks. Like there's just there's a lot, right? Like there's just there's a lot of like pressure, not pressure, but like there's just a lot going on. A lot of the oxygen is being taken up, mm-hmm. and sometimes those those are when we uh. We, we catch a little bit of a curveball and the curveball often is not like a totally out of nowhere winner, but mm-hmm. you know, at least, at least somebody else who doesn't have that on their plate and is going into the week with a little bit more, you know, they're not answering the same questions. They're a little bit looser, uh, maybe heads a little bit more clear. I got, I got to go back to, you know, actually look at pebble with some course history on that, but like if I was ready to pull the trigger on JT until he ejected on Friday at Memorial. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. You're going to talk me, you're going to talk me into picking Xander. Yeah. So, so Xander at the last, see, I think, 
I, here's my deal. I think I think you look at U.S. Open history more than you look at Pebble history because, and Phil said this after he won Pebble in in uh, February. He's like, look, it's 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 not even the same course for the U.S. Open, and so it's almost like, okay, well, do we even look at like what happens at the pro am? I don't know, maybe. But uh, last year, Xander T five at Aaron Hills, T six at Shinnecock. Ah. Uh. Well, how mm, what, that's tasty. What, what, whatever the USGA does fits Xander's eye. Yeah, I like that. Uh, okay, I got uh, I got DJ top ten this week. That was an easy one. Although I probably should put Brooks in there. Uh, and then my sleeper is Nick Watney. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a uh, that that was an interesting one. He is where is he? He's been playing really well. I'm not seeing him on here. He finished T23 last week at Memorial, and then he was top 10 at Colonial. So kind of kind of sneaky under the radar. I think he's like 80 to 1 to win. Uh, so, yeah, I like him as my sleeper this week. Do you remember what Dustin Johnson's winning score was last year? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it was 23. 23. 265. Yeah, I, Whenever I was doing the trivia stuff, I looked that I I pulled that, found that. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, D, DJ beat. Maybe this is why I don't remember because he he beat like Wee Kim by like seven. You're like, oh well, that was that wasn't super <laughs> Just memorable. Dusting everybody. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. So, so sleepers, Nick Watney, top ten lock is DJ. Uh, even though we're switching up the the golf course, we still think that there's just such a such a high uh, floor for Dustin Johnson yeah. at events like yeah. these. Uh, any any other sort of uh, Canadian Open storylines specific to the tournament or players that you're watching or hunches that you've got about, as you mentioned earlier, a pretty good field? Do you think they have a sponsor exemption for Drake? No. That's probably good. Um, I'm, Does Drake – what does Drake do? Does he just go to sporting events? Um, I think that for – to. Drake likes being loved, you mm, know? I think he likes being Drake. Yeah, Drake loves being Drake. It's like Magic stepped down from running the Lakers so he could just be Magic. Yeah. Because being Magic is way more fun than running the Lakers. For sure, for sure. Uh, Drake hasn't... Like, Drake hit a point in his uh, music career where I guess, like, last summer and maybe even still, any, like, new and upcoming artist would reach out to Drake to come get on a song and that song would ultimately lead to radio play. And so mm. when you're not even being asked to like craft whole albums, you're just having to like come in for a session or send an email in a verse and that is only expanding uh, your own your your own market because when you're getting in with new artists, you're reaching younger audiences by doing that. He's just... Uh, He's he found the easy button in what his profession is. I would call him an entertainer. I would call him a musician. And when you're smashing that easy button on the professional side, why not enjoy some leisure? For sure. Courtside, John with Draymond. It's great. I mean, uh, I do not think... No, but the reason that I wasn't going to uh, line up Drake with uh, the Canadian Open was just because I'm not... I'm not. I'm not investing a lot of confidence in uh, the decision makers of the PGA Tour of this, or at least of this event, to be jamming jamming Drake on their iPhones. 
I, I'm willing. I want to see Jim. I, I want to see Jim Furyk and Drake in the pro in the Wednesday pro am together. I'm willing to be proven wrong, but it is far more likely that all of them know Drake as uh, who their kids want to listen to, and they get tired of. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, all right. We will be back tomorrow with Sean Martin, as mentioned, uh, and some more history lessons and some some just bigger thoughts as we continue to count down to the U.S. Open. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.